to another episode of the Breathe In Podcast, a daily devotional through the Bible to help you read and love God's Word. I'm Neil. And I'm Stephen. I was leaning back in my chair. I had to jump up to yeah. say hi. Yeah, we're in Revelation 11 today. And and just before we get into it, you know, there are many ways people interpret these texts, right? Like, this, these are the specific things that are going to happen, or these are symbolic things that are occurring, um, and wherever you land, I just want to encourage you, like, it's okay. You know, you're, you're like, I know it's okay. Yeah. It's where I landed. Yeah, right. I, it's, I it's, also, it's, it's also okay Okay, not to be certain. Yeah, exactly. And that's really the point I'm getting at is, man, this is prophetic language is some of the most difficult, especially when it's uh, apocalyptic in nature, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's some of the most difficult to grasp, uh, one, and two, to, you know, be sure of your interpretation for all time, you know? Yeah. So. so whenever I was in high school, I was reading uh, the old Left Behind series. Oh, man. And and they talked about this chapter saying it was Moses and Elijah yeah. came back uh, to prophesy. Whether that, I think that's a case. That was like over 20. No, that's right. That was like over 20 years ago. I remember so, uh, the church library had all those books. Yeah, so that I think that's like that's one interpretation uh-huh. that, that the authors were hitting at. Uh, some people look at the two witnesses in chapter 11 and say, well, they're just symbolic, meaning the church. The church is, um, is prophesying yeah. and testifying. And I, I want to read a quote that I think is great mm-hmm. by, uh, by James Hamilton. Junior mm. wrote a commentary on the Book of Revelation. Hey, where he's a professor, isn't he? He's at, at, at a Southern Baptist. Uh, no, seminary. he's at the Southern uh, <laughs> Seminary. Um, but anyways, this is what he said. He's like, listen, you can disagree on who these people are, or if they're real people, or if they symbolize. But this is this is this is what he says. Again, even if we disagree on what John refers to when he describes the temple here or the three and a half year period or the two witnesses, we can agree on their significance. We are being shown that God preserves his people to proclaim the gospel in spite of satanic opposition. Mm. So I love that. Yeah, me too. Uh, so whether you agree with me or agree with you or agree with anybody <laughs> about what this represents, the yeah. temple and the witnesses. And the details. We can agree what they signify. Right. That the church is proclaiming the gospel. God's people are proclaiming the gospel. That there is stiff opposition. But in the end, God redeems his people. Yeah, he vindicates them. He vindicates them. How are they vindicated in chapter 11? Well, God rose them from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does he vindicate believers every day? Well, he, he raises they, them up they, from they, the dead. He raises us from the dead, which is interesting because that, that kind of points to the resurrection of Christ as well. Absolutely. Because whenever, whenever Christ rose from the dead, what was it? Hmm. It was a vindication by God saying, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. His sacrifice is acceptable. Yeah. It's sufficient. It's sufficient. And mm-hmm. so he rose him from the dead. And those who have their faith in him will rise with him. Yeah. Once again, mm-hmm. because of his sufficiency. That's right. And his blood on us. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I think this is the main idea of the text is God's people are called to be true witnesses 
we will face horrific opposition. We'll be vindicated in the end. Yeah. And we kind of see like the people of God uh, largely vindicated in verse 18. This is what it says. The nations were angry, but your wrath has come. The time has come for the dead to be judged and to give the reward to your servants and the prophets, to the saints and those who fear your name, both small and great. And the time has come to destroy those who destroy the earth. You know, one of the things that I appreciate about just this this one verse here is uh, the line, both small and great. I think a lot of Christians, especially, you know, working in ministry, you can probably attest to this. There's <laughs> there's ambition in people. Right. Mm. And, uh, you know, for for the you know, just talking about pastors for a moment. You know, the average size of a congregation in our country is 75 or less. Yeah. And uh, they may, I mean, I've been to pastor conferences as you have, and people get discouraged because they see what other people got and or, or maybe the influence other people got. Mm. And and in this text, it's, man, both small and great, man. They're they're vindicated. They're risen from the, gret, from the dead. They are given rewards for faithfulness, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what your scope or your size of impact was. It's that you were faithful where God had you. And so, you know, for our listeners uh, today, as you you consider this, man, man, what God desires of you is faithfulness to proclaim His message and to mm. and to toe the line in faithfulness. And whether that has this large scale impact, you know, or a small scale impact, it doesn't really matter um, because the Lord vindicates you regardless Mm -hmm. and it mattered what you did as you were alive and as you're faithful uh we will face opposition yeah uh and and i think that's just the nations will be angry the nations will rage you know psalm psalm chapter two yeah uh why do the nations rage people will plot in vain plot in vain uh of course then they become footstools that's right Um, (laughs) Why? Because God vindicates his people. That's right. Uh, so I, I think that's just an encouragement of saying, man, even if being a Christian and being faithful is hard, mm-hmm. it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it uh, because we'll be vindicated. And I, I love verse 15. The seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were these loud voices from heaven saying, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ. And he will reign forever and ever. Yeah. And the 24 elders who were seated before God on their thrones fell face down and worshiped God, saying, We give thanks, Lord God Almighty, who is and was, because you have taken your great power and you have begun to reign. Mm. The nations were angry, but your wrath has come. The time has come for the dead to be judged and to give the reward to your servants, the prophets, to the saints to those who fear your name, both great and small, and time has come to destroy those who destroy the earth. Um, so there's this, there's this beautiful picture of, of the coming of the kingdom of God, where Christ will reign on his throne forever and ever. Yeah. And that, I think, man, that, that's, that's what we're working towards. Yeah. That's um, the that's the trajectory we're on. Yeah. Man, we're like kingdom activists. Yeah. And, and you know, you think about like the, texts that talk about Satan as like the prince of this world or whatever, like, mm-hmm. man, this Jesus is coming again and in the kingdom of the world that he's been, you know, ruling and, 
and devastating mm. is flipped up on its head and Jesus will claim what's his. Yeah. <laughs> that's where we're going. Well, and, and this is where it's going to be. You know, when we share our faith, when we live a Christian life, we, we just do it. Yeah. You know, we, we try and be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. But at the same time, it's like we, we have no option but to proclaim Christ. That's right. To live Christ. Mm. Um, you know, the, 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 I th- I'm just saying like Jeremiah, who said that the word of God is like fire kept up in his bones. Like mm. he didn't want to prophesy. He's like, I, I catch some flack for this. Yeah. But he's like, I can't keep the fire in. Yeah. Uh, it burns. It burns. I gotta let it out. Mm. So, I, I think that's that's where we are. It's like, man, we we've got to be faithful witnesses, mm. realizing we're gonna face opposition, but in the end, we'll be vindicated in Christ's kingdom. And that's the idea that uh, builds out through the rest of Revelation. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we're looking forward to talking more about that as, uh, over the coming days. Mm-hmm. So that's the breathe in, Stephen. You wanna breathe out in prayer? Yeah, let's do it. Heavenly Father, we we thank you. Uh, that you have not called us to be faithful to you in a world without hope, uh, but you have called us to be faithful to you and you have given us hope. That when we face opposition, when when we face evil, uh, that we have this understanding that your kingdom is coming on this world, that your people will be vindicated. Help us, O oh Lord, to, to be bold in our witness, knowing that... Uh, knowing that we'll be vindicated in the end. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the Breathe In Podcast. We hope you're edified and encouraged today. We'll catch you next time with Revelation 12.